Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Dine-In. So for this episode, plus a couple other episodes that we're going to be coming out with uh, in the next couple days, so throughout this weekend, these will be a little bit special because we'll be recording panels that we are hosting at a convention called Cleveland Concoction. And we're so happy and so excited that we had the opportunity to do this. And we're also super thankful to the Concoction staff for helping us out along the way. As always, if you enjoy the episodes that are going to be coming out, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Play Store, and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, where we'll be posting stuff about Concoction, you can follow us on Twitter at DinePod and on Instagram at AnimeDinein. And also, as per usual, we are always looking for guests to be on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest and talk about your favorite shows and your favorite anime series with me, you can visit my website at AnimeDinin.com and check the contact page. Thanks. Okay. Well, welcome to Anime Demystified. And we are... So my name is Jeremy, and this is... Uh, my name is Lamar. Lamar. And we are with... Uh, we are at Anime Dine-In, which is an anime-based podcast where we interview the fans of anime and kind of get their stories and talk about the shows that they like and how they participate in the fandom. That's a little bit about us and what we're doing. So today, Anime Demystified, this is going to be a panel about, a uh, presentation about just the beginnings of anime. So looking for, so if you're new to anime and don't know anything about it, or if you are a veteran of anime and want to like get somebody into it, this is kind of a good uh, example of at least how we would describe it to people and how we would talk about it with people that are would talk about it. This is how we talk about this it. This is how we talk about it pretty much. So yeah. <laughs> so I just went over this here to get uh, new to anime. That's what we're going to be talking about and. Uh, I also want to talk about at the end, you know, some of your favorite shows and the different things that you like to watch. Or if you are new to anime, I'll be happy. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you have um, and talk about that as well. So the things we're going to be talking about are three main things. So what exactly is anime? Uh, we'll be defining it and giving a summary of what that is, and then going to the genres and uh, the main titles in each and. Other thing we're going to talk about is um, how you can watch it and where you can get started on uh, <clears throat> watching and if you uh, aren't sure where to go to begin with. So the first thing that we have is what is anime? So the literal definition is just animation. So anime is the short form word for animation, which is a cause for a lot of debate within the community because, which is the second point. Well, because there's, there's always a however, because uh, a lot of people say that, oh, well, in Japan, anime is just like their cartoons. They hear we call it anime because it's a, technically an import, so we define it differently. So it does get a little bit intricate into how some people define it. It's caused a lot of weird tension in the community within like the last five years for some reason. <laughs> yeah, so like, like we have different opinions on this actually. Uh, maybe because so for myself I would define 
anime as the literal definition for animation. So anything under that, anything that's animated, SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, to the anime titles that you might know, uh, uh, Macross or Gundam, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z, Fader Yu-Gi-Oh. I put that. I would put that all under the, the literal definition of the term. Are you? I am. Okay. Uh, me, I tend to fall into more of that cultural aspect of things just because of that stupid anthropology brain. Right. So it for me there's a little bit more that goes into it, but it's not something that I'm gonna get like super heated about, which I've seen and it's very weird. Yeah, the way that I like to describe the argument is the uh, connotative definition, which more falls under uh, Lamar's point of view, uh, where there's just the cultural aspect and what comes from Japan, where for myself, I'm more of the, uh, what is the other word for kind of, is it denotative? The denotative definition where it's like, this is what the word actually means. And that's what I usually go by. I feel like I tend to tip the scale a little bit more on either of these because with shows like uh, Kodoyoko, it's French, but I would still call it an anime because it's produced through a Japanese studio. <laughs> So, so, uh, a couple of misconceptions that you might find with anime are, uh, is it only for little kids and is it only mature and R-rated content? So those are like two wide spectrums of like the main misconceptions of people who like aren't really into it. Um, when the answer to both of those questions is no, <laughs> because there's anime that some people would say is just for small children that I personally watched and enjoyed quite a bit. And then there's stuff that's wholly like R-rated nonsense that I don't care for, but I have my younger sister who is 17, oh my god. <laughs> um, she's 17 and when she was like 14 and just started watching anime for the first time, she was like, okay, yeah, this is what I like to see. So it goes back and forth, and there's tons of, it's a spectrum, so it goes everywhere. Yeah, uh, there's a, like, in between those two, uh, Lamar, and those two uh, points, there's, like Lamar said, a whole spectrum of stuff in between, and there's shows that vary from, uh, from that, from each subject matter, and it's, it, there's a wide spectrum, that word again. I just like to keep using it of, uh, of shows to watch uh, in each category. So this is basically what we were just kind of talking about, but a little more uh, in depth on it. So anime is really just a storytelling medium. So just like how you would have books or, uh, I don't know. Comics, television shows, movies. Uh, short stories, poetry, uh, you can get anime that does all of that. There's anime that have episodes that are between four and six minutes. <laughs> and then come in comedy, romance, uh, horror. And then you've got movies and shows that have going on a thousand episodes and thousands of chapters in, a, in their written version. And they tell all these kinds of stories, and when they get that long and looking at you, one piece in case closed, you <laughs> tend to hit all these different categories because it's just a way to tell that story to people. But having said that, 
there are some you know specifics you can get into if you're picking. <laughs> right. If you know what you're looking for. Right. So the next thing we're going to get into is some of the specifics. Um, so these. So before we get into that, um, the way that it's laid out is that what they try to do is nail down each shows into specific uh, audiences. Audiences, right? And. Uh, and we'll talk about that. Um, and it's not to say that it's a hard and concrete thing. So you might find shows that cross over um, those different uh, uh, audience spectrums and will. Um... Oh, that's really it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's no hard and fast rules, basically. Like they've got, they've nailed down like who their expected audience is, so to speak. And that's the term they're using to define the show itself. But it's never like, oh, it's only for this group of people. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. So if you would say like, so here's a, the first example we'll go through, uh, well, this is kind of a good way to explain it. So that is Shonen, the first uh, type that we're gonna talk about. And so this type of anime is targeted towards the younger male audience. Let's say that's what Shonen means, young boy. So you're gonna get Lots of fights, lots of actions, lots of uh, power, lots of power friendship scenes in these, all, yeah. almost always. So your friends are going to be your friends are a big part of your show in animes. Uh, good ones are going to be uh, fairy tales. Big one for that. Yeah. Um, so within within that genre, the two notable titles that we have are My Hero Academia and. Um, Seven Deadly Sins. Right, so these two kind of fit uh, all three of these points here. So targeted towards the younger male audience has a large amount of fight scenes. So typically in every episode there will be some sort of battle scene or some type of large action sequence. Usually the last half of the episode. Right, and then <laughs> the last point, friendship or brotherhood and the type of like, because my friends are all here supporting me. I can do the thing. I and can beat the bad guy. Move this mountain with my pinky finger because all of my friends are here to cheer me on and do it. So you do a show episode, right? <laughs> right. Uh, so what we're so basically what we were trying to say before, like say so with this genre shown in how the target audience is towards younger males, that still doesn't mean that a woman couldn't enjoy it or a older man couldn't enjoy it or you know anyone, anyone can enjoy it. it's for everyone it's just a way to um, kind of categorize the target audience in a sense so you know what to expect when you're going into the show next uh, is shoujo uh, this is going to be shows that are targeted towards younger younger girls that's what shoujo means young girl uh, you're going to get emotions and feelings and those are going to be the quote-unquote stereotypically female things um, so it's a lot of cute it's a lot of pink but it's not always that there are shows that do that to an extreme and nowadays I'm seeing it where they're like playing into it where and they're like fully aware that this is ridiculous and over the top with pink and sparkles and stuffed animals and fairies, and this is all one show I'm talking about. It's crazy. But, you know, you've also got shows that fall into this category that aren't all bright pink and fluffy, like you've got Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal and Fruits Basket. Yeah. 
the name was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Fruits Basket. Um, didn't you watch that? I did. I did. It's, uh, big fan. it's so good. I'm super excited. It's actually the second season coming out for it. It's been like 15 years. <laughs> yeah, they just announced. They've been announcing the new voice cast for the show. Do you know, like, a, a quick, like, summary of what Fruits Basket? Uh, Fruits Basket. That one. Uh, I would say no, that's not the right thing to think of. It falls into you see these three gentlemen that you see behind the yellow woman here. They're all like, oh, she's like, that's my girl. Gotta keep her safe. And they're and for a little bit, they're all just like trying to fight each other. And it's like, no, she's not your friend. You don't get to be friends with her. Go sit down, chill. She don't want to talk to you. So there's a little bit of that for a while, and then they figure out. Oh, we're just going to be people for a while. So it like slips into that very slice of life kind of moment where you could just get to see them live and interact, which is always a, it tells a really great story. So I'm a big fan of it. Um, so a couple more uh, genres that we want to hit on are uh, Sandin and Jose. So these are similar to the two that we mentioned before, Shonen and Shoujo. Um, except they're a little more mature. Uh, so with uh, Sanin, you'll get the similar type of like action sequences and uh, fight scenes that you would find in a shonen anime, except it would be a lot more uh, bloodier and gorier, a little more graphic, and uh, you'll have uh, kind of the, the story. The story of it will be a little more. Uh, mature and in-depth as well, instead of just like a surface level. Granted, some show, a lot of shonen animes aren't just like surface level action and brother and stuff. But this one, it's more, more, a little more intricate and you would get uh, just more of a mature type of story. What's that? Would a show like Black Lagoon Falls character? Yeah, Black Lagoon absolutely falls into the category of uh, the same. The example that we have is Tokyo Ghoul, which is about a high school student, or a college student actually, or going into college where he um, gets, he goes on a date with a young woman who he's been interested in, and it turns out she's what they call a ghoul, which is a being who survives on coughing and the flesh of humans. So. <laughs> He gets kind of attacked and almost dies, uh, but they save him by giving him an organ transplant from another ghoul. So he essentially gets turned into a half ghoul. Yes, I know, coffee and human flesh, it's very specific. <laughs> Everything else tastes horrible. Right, so like they, the reason why they drink coffee because that's like the only normal tasting thing for them. Like, they, like regular food will start to like taste bad. The only thing that's good is uh, human flesh, which is where the graphic nature comes in for this show. Yeah, but it's, a, it's very intricate. I'm really glad they've done the third season for this show much better than they did the second one. And then we've got uh, Jose. Uh, it's going to be like the more mature version of your shoujo. So you're going to get more of the realism and intricacies that go on in like an actual relationship than you would get from, oh, I've talked to this, and this has happened, and now we're going to do this one thing and everything's going to be fine again. This is like, no, you have wronged me. We're, 
we're fighting for a little while, and then maybe we can be friends after this. Yeah, so like it's you you would get more more re- realistic like human relationships, and you see scenarios that would happen in more so real life, and without like the like like instead of like some like fantasy type of dragon or something, you probably wouldn't see too much of that in a Jose style show. Um, a really good example is the one that we have here is called No Dame Cantabile, which is about two college students who fall in love with each other and they the story is that they fall in love with each other fall in love with each other through music and they go to a music call a musical uh, conservatory. conservatory. There you go. <laughs> um, and while they're going through school, they just have a regular human relationship. They have problems just like any other two people would uh and it's a really beautiful show uh, great music yeah there's a lot of classical music that they play and um yeah it's, it's very real yeah it's, it's really uh, kids on the slope is another uh the one that he just mentioned is another example of that uh, it's another music based anime but except this one is based <laughs> yeah it's jazz it's of classical and it takes place in the 60s in japan um, so there's a lot of like, uh, like so there's the scenes where there's like uh, some soldiers based there from the navy, I think. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's very realistic in what it shows, while still focusing on the main characters. Right. So another, uh, some other uh, subgenres of that. So those are like the main ones that you would find. But then you'll once you go deeper into the world of anime, you'll start to hear some different. Uh, terms to describe the type of show. So the first one we have is uh, Mecca. So that's more Lamar's. Uh, it's giant robot. robot anime. <laughs> it's giant robots doing the thing. Doesn't matter what the thing is, they're doing something. But there's always giant robots. Uh, big ones that you're gonna see are gonna be uh, Code Geass that falls under Mech. Uh, Gorilagon is another really popular one. Depending on who you ask, <laughs> some people will say Gundam is just a mech anime, but Gundam fans will say no, it's a Gundam anime because Gundam is going on 40 years now, I want to say. So it's kind of become its own kind of thing. There's a lot of similar themes throughout each Gundam anime while it's telling a different story, uh, but it's always going to be giant robots. Giant robots, and usually war and some personal struggle. <laughs> Uh, and the other one that uh, I wanted to talk about, just very briefly, because it's eh, not really a fan of it, but I did want to. I think I'd be doing a disservice to anime if I didn't hit on it. Is the it's uh, it's, pro- it's kind of prolific at this point. Yeah, uh, but that is the uh, etchy category. So that is where you'll get your typical fan servicey, more towards the kind of drifting into the. Adult realm. Adult realm, where you would get more provocative design characters and uh, less clothing and gratuitous panty shots, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. That's what you're going to get in Etchy. Uh, things like Sekirei and. There's a bunch of them out right now. Yeah, there's <laughs> too many. This <laughs> too actually many. is interesting because the interesting about that um, etchy anime and the third one that I want to talk yeah, about, Isekai. Uh, Isekai, is because those two sometimes blend together depending on the show. Yeah, 
Um, so, so yeah, so like sort out online would be a good example of those two messing together. So basically, what um, uh, Isekai is is basically in another world is what it kind of stands for. So like, if I'm playing a, a say if I'm playing an online MMO game like World of Warcraft or something, and then something and like and this is. I'm not kidding when I say this. This is the type of ridiculous things that happen in this genre of anime. Say I'm playing World of Warcraft on my computer, and for some reason a lightning bolt hits my house and screws up the electrical currents, and I'm playing this game. All of a sudden, like... Then he's in the game. I'm now in the game now. now he's in World of and Warcraft. my body, like, and consciousness left this world, and now I'm in that game, and then I have to figure out how to survive in that game. Um, so you'll have situations like that, and you would, or maybe like the recent uh, isekai that's out really that's out that's really popular right now is called the Rising of the Shield Hero. So good. So this one, uh, a little different from the example that I just gave uh, with the World of Warcraft. So in this one, the main character finds a book in a library that's like this fantasy story, and he reads about four heroes that help the kingdom fend off demons. And so all of a sudden, I think like the book like gl starts glowing or something, and then next thing he's in the story, and he's no longer at the library in our world. Because the people in the story summoned him because he's one of the four heroes. So it gets a, it gets a little ridiculous with like how they go into the other world, but the main, the main draw to that story is how they deal with being in this new world and with dealing with the... Uh, new type of rules that are set within that world. So it might be like a game or a fantasy book or a story or something like that. And uh, in those styles, in those uh, styles of shows, you'll get a lot of the. Uh, you might get a lot of the edgy uh, stuff in there. Um, so that's kind of like an example of how like they would, like all the genres kind of cross over depending on what you're watching. So there's always going to be one that tends to like stick out the most, but there's always a lot of crossover. Right. So with the genres, um, you know, another thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, have you seen it, seen anime before? Well, if, probably. Yeah, more than likely, um, especially considering which definition of anime you go by. So if you're like me and go by the all animation can be considered anime, then you absolutely have. Um, <laughs> if you're more along the lines of me, where it's like there's a little bit more to it culturally, you still probably have. Just because it's became so infused into Western culture in the late 80s, late 80s early 90s with things like, uh, for some people, Speed Racer and Pokemon and Sailor Moon. A lot of people our age, 20s-ish, uh, mid, mid to late 20s, and even a little bit younger, that was like, at Saturday morning cartoons, <laughs> that's what, you got up at 6 a.m., you got a bowl of cereal, and you sit down, you didn't talk to your parents, and you watched TV because they had things to do. Yep. And then at 12 o'clock on Saturday morning cartoons were over, you helped clean the house. You helped clean the house. <laughs> that was my experience, I <laughs> So, if you are curious about where to start watching anime, you don't know anything about it, and you want to know where's the best place to look, 
the, where, the advice that I typically give people is, uh, and I'll ask people, what do you like to watch? What type of books do you like to read? What types of stories do you like? And then I will look through like my own category of anime series in my brain and pick something up that you might like. Um, the other thing that I would take into consideration too, which is the other point that I have, is starting off light, meaning I wouldn't give, I wouldn't recommend somebody a etchy series that is also a Sakai series because that's just super ridiculous. That's and a lot. Especially if you already have preconceived notions of what anime is, then you might be likely to be turned You're off. You're gonna have a bad again. time. So I would suggest something like Madame Cantabile or Kids on the Slope, something within the realms of more realistically realistic and less like crazy. Like, I'm not going to tell you to watch One Piece just because you like pirates. One Piece is 973 episodes. Right. So, you're going to have a bad time if you unless you don't. I mean, you know, it's just not what I'm probably going to recommend to you the first time out. It's for like lack of a better term, like, it would just be like, recommend something normal. It's like, I'm going to tell, tell you to watch Azumanga Daya. Because it's light, it's funny, it's high school, it's relatable for literal every person in some way or another. I would say that kind of slightly gets you into like the, a little bit of the ridiculous aspect of it. Just a, just a spirit, yeah, it's which is a good Because the t-shirts. It's like, personally, I'm not going on a road trip. I wouldn't go on a road trip with any of my teachers when I was in high school. But again, maybe that's a cultural thing. So, who's to say? But, you know, I'm also not going to walk down the street and try and pet random cats. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Getting bit. Every day. Um, also, on this note too, the best advice I think that I've gotten for finding an anime that you might like actually came from somebody who was uh, a guest on the show several episodes ago early on. And he said all he did was type into Google uh, something that he liked and then anime. And he found a show that that he that 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 he watched, and he ended up enjoying. So I think it was uh, Les Mis. It is. And uh, told from the po uh, point of view of Cosette, if I'm not mistaken. What? What? Shushu Cosette. Thank you. Right. It's basically just the story of Les Mis, but told from Cosette's perspective. Right. So then, all so what you did was just type in. Musical. I was related to Les Mis, but like Les Mis anime. Right. Okay. Well, like this is won't work, and then it worked. Of course yeah. it there's, a, there's a thing for everything. Here. Right. So that's also a really good piece of advice that I've heard, and like I thought, like it's just genius. It, it's great. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Because even Ashley wanted to watch like Celtic anime, so she just googled Celtic anime and found that she's been watching and enjoying. Yeah. Right. So you can find it. There's an anime about the periodic table of elements and a group of high school students who have to use the periodic table of elements to defeat monsters. It's called Element Hunters. Okay. Or Element Warriors. There's, it's science. I thought each character was going to represent each of the elements. Yeah, the high <laughs> like the, there's four of them, if I'm not mistaken, and there's like, and there are like hydrogen, helium, and the first other two. So they are. But then, since they're like so basic in the elements that they represent, they can use that to make all the other ones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. Along that same note, too, there is also an anime about the human body. 
which uh, is called yeah. Cells at Work, <laughs> and they turn like it's, it follows a red blood cell and a white blood cell. Yeah, <laughs> around the human so body. So they found a way to characterize um, a, a red blood cell, white blood cell, uh, platelets, all of the things but that are inside of your body that help your body function. They found a way to turn that into a characters and into a story. Like the first episode. Like they show uh, a virus that they've also turned into a, ca a character invading the body, and right. then they showed the how the white blood cells will go and attack it and uh, try and get rid of it and make it healthy again. Just really interesting. See, there's literally an anime for anything. And everything. <laughs> so the, this uh, slide's a little heavy here, but um, the other thing I want to talk about, and this is almost near the last thing, is how do you watch it or where do you watch it? So. If you're look, looking for a particular show, um, where do you go to see it or just browse anything? Um, so you can go the Google route, search something and then find a show. Uh, so you do that and you wanna know where you can watch it uh, legally. And there's a few streaming sources that you can choose from. The big ones, Netflix and Hulu. Uh, bunch of uh, content on both of these platforms. Uh, Hulu just signed a contract with one of the other streaming services, Funimation. So Funimation is going to be having a lot of their content that isn't, quote, Funimation exclusive available on Hulu as well. So you can get it that way. And then there's, and a lot of Funimation's content is going to be like English speaking. So if you don't want to read subtitles, Funimation and Hulu are probably going to be your best bet. Most of Netflix's stuff is also dubbed because it's technically Netflix originals. So they do it in Japanese and English usually at very minimum. I've seen Netflix go up to, I think, 12 languages. Uh, if you're looking for more stuff that's subtitled or doesn't, or you want to watch but it hasn't been dubbed because a lot of good shows don't have English voice casts uh, due to licensing reasons or popularity, uh, Crunchyroll, High Dive, and VRV are gonna be the way to go. Uh, Crunchyroll's content, content is almost exclusively all subtitled. There's some dub stuff on there, but not a bunch. Uh, High Dive's one of the smaller streaming services. Services, a lot more niche shows I found on there, uh, but all still very, very quality. And then uh, VRV is gonna be the, the big one. Uh, that combines Crunchyroll services and High Dive's. So if you didn't want to, as well as a bunch of other things on there as well. Yeah, VRV actually has not, isn't only anime exclusive, they have um, stuff on there. Uh, uh, old sci-fi shows, that's where I'm watching Stargate SG-1 right now. And they also put Boomerang on there as well, if you like old like Scooby-Doo, Tom and Jerry. Uh, uh, Critical Role stuff, which is a, like a D&D podcast. It's uh, Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth. Is, all, is on there too, so yeah, kind of Ruby and uh, Red vs. Blue, I think they also do. Yes, they do. Um, so the note that I have there is uh, you won't always find the same series on every platform and that's mainly due to something that Lamar said uh, just a second ago which is licensing. licensing and so we can go into a, like a whole other like two hours on that but uh, we don't have that kind of time so. The short version <laughs> here is that you got that licensing goes through essentially three different big studios here in the U.S. in North America let's say that. There's one in Canada, there's one in Dallas and there's one in LA. But say these all all three of these studios are partnered with different streaming services for their parent companies, either Funimation, uh, Viz, Rooster Teeth, Crunchyroll, 
then that content is all going to get sent somewhere different. Funimation's content is going to go to Funimation and Hulu. It would have gone to Briar, but they are no longer partnering. Still another It's a whole other thing there too. Um, so that's just to uh, say, Netflix like, does their stuff pretty much from from studio to Netflix, with maybe one middleman, with maybe Funimation in the middle. I don't think I've seen them do anything with it. Something that has been on Crunchyroll that I know of. Yeah, I'd say it goes. That's why they're Netflix originals. That's because Netflix is footing the bill. <laughs> But they're also doing physical releases now because they have to because they're footing the bill for animes. <laughs> but if you don't want to deal with streaming, you know, Cartoon Network is always good. Toonami is back on Cartoon Network. Has been producing the last five like years. Big spender with cable, you know. <laughs> Cartoon Network streams. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and that's Saturday from eleven to five. Uh, all anime. A lot of new stuff is on there, Black Clover, My Hero Academia, and then they've got a bunch of the, I would call, what most people would call classic shows, Cowboy Bebop, Yasha, things like that. Uh, as always, just going to the store and buying the DVD. Yeah, or if you know somebody who is really into anime, but you're not and want to check it out, um, they're probably more than likely going to have, they're gonna have a DVD. physical <laughs> copies, DVDs, or Blu-rays. So you can just say, hey, is there anything in your collection that I might like? And they'll say, uh, yeah, absolutely. Here you go, you can watch this. Here you go, but they're going to give it to you in like an envelope because the case is signed. Yeah. The case is probably signed. <laughs> and then, of course, if you don't want to, but you're still kind of interested, you can buy the manga, which is going to be the physical, like, comic book version. Or the light one, which is the novelization. Novelization <laughs> of the show. Yes. And those are red, and girls are all readily available. Yeah, libraries, bookstores, Walmart, yeah, Amazon. Say this over name, it's great. Okay. Please note this is not sponsored by Amazon. Yeah, it's not sponsored, sponsored by anything name. that <laughs> Amazon. You know. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that I want to do is you know, we've been talking for this whole time, so I'd like to open it up if there's anyone that had any questions on anything specific. Or maybe, you know, you have ways that you recommend shows to people or different shows that you like. Or you're looking for a show to watch. Or yeah, or you're looking for a recommendation. We can do that too, for sure. Yes. So you said you showed us all ways to watch the shows. And I know that's this before. But for shows like, oh, there might be a new season coming out, there might be a lot of hush hush talk. Where would you go to like keep up with the news of the industry to find out if they're going to make a new season of a show or when they announce the voice cast, stuff like that? Where would you recommend go? Twitter. Yeah, so, well, there's a bunch of different sources you can go to. Uh, I mean, they'll all be posting on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, there is the more the most famous website I uh, can think of is uh, Anime News Network, which is anime news. So they'll post all the, like if there's, a, like you said, someone, a show's coming out with a new season or they're releasing a voice cast for a show, they'll be on it and they'll give you articles and uh, give you all the latest details. Um, as well as some of the sources we mentioned before, um, Funimation will post on their social media the stuff that they're getting, uh, as well as Crunchyroll would, and High Dive will do the same. Like a new season of Devils of Part Time? 
Uh, if okay. they give a new season of Devil is, Devil is a Part-Timer, then that, I don't know who that would be announced through, but... Um, studio. Well, yeah. Probably the studio. Yeah, the studio. That's going to be a studio thing. That's something that we're seeing a lot of right now. Um, Devil is a Part-Timer was 12 episodes, yeah? Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot more shows that are going to be 12 episodes because a lot of people just like to binge a series, a series and move on. So we're kind of in a place where it's a fast culture of anime, so we're getting 12 episode seasons and then like it's done. But the big thing there is if you did want more of it, you've got to get physical copies. Because while they're still doing, they're getting better at tracking digital sales and seeing who's watching what all the time, the best way that they know that it's something people like is to buy the physical. Yes, so buying the, like you said, the physical Blu-ray DVDs, as well as the manga too, because yeah, the then they'll look at that as well and say, okay, this is flying off the shelves, we need to make more, and that's how shows get more funding and more seasons. A big one for that right now is actually Overlord. Overlord started off with just that first season, 12 episodes, they're on season three now. It's still 12 episode seasons, but since it did so well, it's the 12 episode seasons are essentially just promoting the show itself to see if people do want more of it. Um, interestingly enough, though, for Overlord, for me, it's hard to find physical stuff. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Probably have to like go to an uh, anime convention to find that stuff. Yeah, I went to the last one. Uh, I didn't. I was actively looking for it, and I couldn't find much. So I'm going to assume that maybe they're starting to do something like, uh, what is it, Supreme? like Supreme? Where it's like, oh, they only make so much, so it's mm-hmm. always sold out, so uh, people yeah, keep yeah. wanting it. Okay. Which works, because Overlord is amazing. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that at the panel tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, any other questions? Okay, well, if not, then that finishes up our presentation. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for coming and uh, listening to us talk about this thing that we're really passionate about and love sharing with other people. Thank you. Thanks.